Welcome to the Royal Caribbean Blog Podcast, a weekly look into the world of Royal Caribbean cruising. I'm your host, Matt Hotchberg, and this is episode number 97. A fan favorite of Royal Caribbean has to be the Radiance-class of ships, which offer a lot in a small package. The four Radiance-class ships can travel to nearly any cruise port around the world, and what they lack in size, they make up for in range and onboard experience. This week, I want to share why the Radiance-class is such a fun bunch of ships to cruise on, and why size isn't everything when it comes to having an incredible Royal Caribbean cruise. Here we go. I don't think Royal Caribbean's Radiance class probably gets the kind of attention these days that its larger siblings enjoy, but you know that doesn't really mean it's any less fun. When I first got into cruising on Royal Caribbean, I would read on different message boards and talk to other fans and you know basically other Royal Caribbean veterans. And when when you hear them talk about Royal Caribbean ships and which ones they like, inevitably they'd always wax poetically about the virtues of the Radiance class ship because of their grace beauty and character and it's something that you i know that i picked up on after a while it wasn't like you need to hear it once but when you hear it over and over again people talking about you know everyone of course would be impressed by maybe the new oasis class ships and the quantum class ships even the voyager class ships but the radiance was always something that people talk about it's like your first girlfriend you know it's like the one that got away almost it's like you you know you're married but you still kind of look back on it like ah you know those were the days right maybe it's just me but i don't know (laughs) you know the the little special place in your heart right it's hard to forget your that kind of an experience and i think the radiance class is really that kind of an experience on board and it's so different in a good way that it really stands out so this week I wanted to share with all of you what makes the Radiance class ships special and why you might want to take another look at them for your next cruise. There are four ships in the Radiance class uh, of ships. <laughs> You've got the Radiance of the Seas, Brilliance of the Seas, Serenade of the Seas, and Jewel of the Seas. Now, the Radiance class ships were built between 2001 and 2004 at the Mayerwerf shipyard in Papenburg, Germany. This is the same spot, actually, where the Quantum class ships are being built and or were built in some cases. And this was the class of ships that came out after Voyager class, but before Freedom class. Kind of interesting because they went from Voyager to Freedom, which was larger, but they had this little smaller class in between. And each Radiance class ship is built to the Panamax form factor, which which means they can pass through the Panama Canal. And this is an important distinction that we're going to talk about in just a little bit. Now, you're going to find about 2,500 passengers on board a Radiance class ship. Now, let's compare that to, say, the Freedom, Oasis, or Quantum class, where you're going to find somewhere in the ballpark of 3,600 to 6,200 passengers. Yeah, that's a big difference. So, significantly smaller ship size in terms of people that are on board. Now, I've been on Jewel of the Seas, which you may remember hearing me talking about back in Episode 7 and Episode 9, and... What really makes the Radiance class special are its smaller size, relatively speaking, of course. I mean, there's still a large, 2,500 people is not nothing, but it's still, you know, compared to other ships, and, and certainly the kind of cruise ships that are being built these days, not just by Royal Caribbean, but by everybody, it's it's a small ship. And, you know, again, the small size allows it to pass through the Panama Canal, as well as go to ports in Europe that larger ships cannot get to. I mean, you're going to find, in terms of the kind of port variety in terms of being able to get to different places around the world the radiance class can really go to almost all of them i mean they're really well suited for that and it's it it shows up it's not they're not just going to the same old ports they're going to lots of different places so this is really i think where rural equipment flexes its muscle in terms of its ability to kind of get out there and and offer cruises all around the world and you know in addition royal caribbean built the radiance class with the premise of allowing 
a view of the ocean from nearly everywhere on board. So you're going to find on board a ratings class ship three acres of glass, glass exterior viewing elevators, two level glass window dining rooms, and a retractable glass roof over the pool. So why this is important is it allows you to really be able to see the ocean from anywhere on board. I mean, they really want you to make you feel like you're part the, the ocean is part of the experience. You're not just in this floating box that happens to go from point A to point B. The The ocean is part of your cruise experience. Being able to see the ocean, being able to connect with it, that's really what the Radiance class is about. It's making you feel like you're on even maybe even a throwback to the old ocean liners that, you know, the, the getting there was just as important as to where you were going. And when you're on board, you're going to notice how beautiful it is. The, you know, that no matter where you go, you'll see the ocean, the, the, the sprawling vistas, the wonderful sunsets, you know, the different colors of the water. They all stand out, and it's because you have that ability to see everywhere around you. And I think this is one of the coolest things. And it, it's so hard to convey, even just here through audio. It's something you have to see. But I think everyone who comes back from a Radiance-class ship cruise will tell you, one of the very cool things about the ratings class is that they just felt like they were they were seeing the ocean a whole lot more, and it, it, it changes your experience for the better, really. Now, there's also a lot of other amenities that are on a ratings class ship. First of all, the ratings class offers the first self-leveling billiard tables at sea. These are special pool tables that are stabilized by a computer-controlled gyroscope, and you're going to find these billiard tables in what I'm going to call the adventure-themed lounge areas on the ship. On Radiance of the Seas, it's called the Colony Club. On Jewel of the Seas, it's the Safari Club. But there are all these really interesting areas that kind of theme to, I would call them treks or jungles or, you know, that kind of like old-style, maybe colonial-era uh, adventure club. And you can go in there and have a drink at the bar, watch a game perhaps on TV, shoot pool on these pool tables. I mean, they're, they're very cool thing. I mean, when I read about the pool tables, like, well, Obviously, I've got to go check them out for myself. And they are pretty neat. Unfortunately, there wasn't that much motion in the ocean at the time. So I was like, no, I need to really test these things out. But you can watch. If you stand for, back a little bit, you'll see that the, the table relative to the deck keeps moving just a little bit here and there to adjust. So that way, the balls don't you know stay put, essentially. And you can play pool because otherwise, you know, with the movement of the ocean, the the billiard balls will move around the table, and then obviously that kind of ruins the experience. I mean, the, the idea is that the billiard balls do not move unless they're struck. So it's it's a neat little thing. Again, that's only on the Jewel of the Seas. Now, speaking of something that's unique to uh, not just Jewel of the Seas, uh, Radiance class, of course, but something else that's important about the Radiance class is the Centrum area, which is the hub of activity on board your ship. Now, just like, say, the Royal Promenade on other ships, the Centrum is your indoor area of the ship that is basically it's circular in shape and allows for views from many different decks. So it spans from the you know the bottom all the way up to the top of the ship. And it, it, it basically, instead of the Royal Promenade where it's like a strip mall and you, you can see from one end to the other in terms of you know looking down a, a, a valley or a canyon, in this case, it's more of an envision kind of a circular tube. I know it's not the most glamorous description, but it's, it's a circular area that goes, again, from the bottom of the ship to the top. And all the decks kind of converge on this area so you can you know you can peek over the edge of one of these decks and there's a railing there and you can look down into the centrum and you're going to find a ton of stuff to do in the in the centrum because it's really the like i said it's the hub of activity it's where everything goes on and you'll find plenty to do there from you know demonstrations parties and really everything in between i mean more often than not if there's something in the cruise compass that's being listed as something to do it's probably happening in the centrum and the centrum is just part of the overall look of 
elegance that I think the Radiance class really offers. There's a great blend of traditional and contemporary theming that really come together to give the ship a real sense of high quality. And it's something that is kind of, I think, unique. Now, I haven't been on the Vision class, so maybe the Vision class also offers that. But it's a different feel, different kind of experience than, say, the Voyager, Freedom, Oasis, and Quantum class ships. Not that they're cheap or anything like that. But I think there's a lot more of the traditional cruising aspect to the Radiance class in terms of its look and feel, and I think that really stands out. Now, starting in 2011, the Radiance class ships started getting refurbishments as part of the fleet-wide Royal Caribbean revitalization program. Now, all the Royal, all of the, the Radiance class ships, except for Jewel the Seas, have received this upgrade so far. And what this means is we've seen new innovations from the larger class ships, primarily the Oasis and to some extent the Quantum class in terms of adding them back into this class. So this includes new specialty restaurants, things to do on board, and updates to the staterooms. And I got to tell you, I think this is really an important aspect. And let's talk about really why this is, because I think it added so much to the ship. Because, you know, just because the Radiance class ship isn't as big as some of our older sisters doesn't mean that there isn't stuff to do on board. A lot of people are always worried about this. So, you know, I'm used to the Oasis class, I've been on the Freedom class, and, you know, I'm, I'm worried that I'm going to go on the ship, there's going to be nothing to do. And I can tell you from firsthand experience, it's not the case. And I was on Jewel Disease, which didn't even receive the revitalizations yet. I mean, there's plenty still to do. Royal Caribbean has built these ships and all their ships in their fleet to be a, kind of a hub of activity. I know I've used that phrase before, but it really to have stuff to do. The, the, the idea has always been that they offer more than just a ocean-going vessel that gets you to places. It, they want to have the experience, the wow factor, be on board just as much as wherever you're going. So you're going to find... On reading class, you can find rock climbing walls, a basketball and sports courts, onboard shopping, ping pong, jogging track, mini golf, and, and more. And for kids, I think this is a really cool innovation. There is this this pool deck called the Adventure Beach. It offers a water sliding pool just for kids. Now, before Harmony of the Season was announced, Royal Caribbean didn't really hype up the whole water slide thing. So, really, the only class that offered a water slide was the Radiance class. And this is, you know, it's not the largest water slide by any means. I think for an adult, it might be actually too small to go on but for kids it's a wonderful little thing and it's something unique about the class so you know i remember when i walked on jewel of the seas i didn't know this and i walked on we were walking around the you know the ship exploring everything and all of a sudden there's a water slide on a royal caribbean ship i had no idea and lo and behold this is something that's kind of unique to the radiance class so i got something really interesting now uh, the I mentioned earlier those upgrades, the fleet-wide upgrades. One of the big things was, I think, the specialty restaurant additions. It really adds a different, I almost want to say flavor, that's a bad pun, but, you know, a, a different variety. It gives, and variety, I think, as a consumer is great. Even if you don't eat all of them, even if you don't eat any of them, I love having options because as options, I have the choice, right? And, and the more choices I have, I think as a consumer, it's, it's a better experience. And they've added a lot of different restaurants. You can find Izumi. Giovanni's Table, Rita's Cantina, and, and and more. In fact, one of the best ones, back going back to Jules, which again hasn't received the upgrade yet, but it has its own specialty restaurant that's free called the Seaview Cafe. And this is, I, I think I've talked about this on other episodes, but Seaview Cafe essentially is a, it's a mix between counter, you go and place your order at a counter, but then you're seated at a table and the food, you, you get your food. So it's kind of a fast food, but yet they cook it to order. So it's not like they just have like sandwiches and stuff laying around. But they make all the food to order. So it takes, you know, maybe about 10, 15 minutes or so to, to make your food, depending on how busy they are. But it was some of the best food. I had. I'll tell you, the best Reuben I've had in, I don't know, I'm going to say forever, but maybe there was a better one. I don't know. But it was really, really good. That's the bottom line. And this was at the Seaview Cafe on Jewel of the Seas. Now, they've been getting rid of the Seaview Cafes 
on the radiance classes in favor of adding especially restaurants. I know not honestly, if I could vote, I would have preferred to keep them. But if you do have a chance to go on jewel the seas before she gets her refurbishment, which may not happen until at least 2016. I don't know. It's refurbishment has kind of been put off for quite a while. I'm not sure why, but just that's how it's been. If you get a chance to go on there, you should definitely, definitely eat. Not just eat one time at the Seaview Cafe. Eat many, many times. It's one of the best spots. Probably one of the most, uh, I'd say one of the best hidden gems on any Royal Caribbean ship. So you definitely want to be checking that out. And, you know, I think really what you have to understand is just the the variety that the ship offers. And it's not that a small ship can't offer a really fun experience. I think that it's, again, it, it, it'll bring you to different places. Places that... The Oasis class ships can't go to the places that maybe you've you know heard about and you never thought, wow, I didn't realize a cruise ship can go there, especially Europe. I think is a huge get for Europe in terms of getting to northern Europe, the Mediterranean and really everywhere in between. It's really done a, a great job in getting to all those different places. Alaska, that's been its bread and butter for a while as well. I mean, uh, Radiance of the Seas especially has been up there quite a number of times. And I, I really feel like that these class of ships just they they're going to get you to, I think, when you become a Royal Caribbean fan and you kind of get it all and you start, you know, cruising a couple times and you, and you really have a, you know, you start saying, yeah, I really enjoy this. The Radiance Clap Ships, I think, is going to be the next level for you. Would I recommend the Radiance Clap Ships to someone who's never been on a Royal Caribbean cruise or cruise in general? You know, I think it depends. I generally, I still think yes, because it's still a great ship. It's still a great class of ships, in fact. There is a lot to do. I think the refurbishments on, again, everything but Jewel of the Seas really makes it a, a fun experience. You heard us, actually, I think last week's episode was about Serenade of the Seas. We had Beth on to talk about her experience on there. And, you know, I think the refurbishments, again, the Radiance class and the Vision class, they have just, to me, when I looked at the scope of changes, transformed it. And I think that you can still have a wonderful time on these ships. And, again, size isn't everything. And when you have a smaller ship, you have a more intimate experience. You get to know people on board. I remember we were on Jewel this season. We ran into somebody that was on the same excursion as us that was on the same ship, obviously. We were on this excursion. We met them. They were a lot of fun. And I think they, they took photos of us. We took photos of them. But we had nothing to write anything down with. So we had no way of being like, hey, can I get your email address? So we kind of said, well, we'll see you back on board. And I was thinking to myself, there's no way we're going to find these people. Because on any Royal Caribbean ship, I'm lucky if I see the same people, you know, twice that I know, let alone, you know, strangers. But lo and behold, we were walking around and there they were. And I think it's because it's easier to find somebody in 2,500 people than it is in three, four, five, six thousand people. And it makes a difference. It's a different kind of experience. And I think that it's a very fun one. Now, look, if you're looking for the latest and greatest and, you know, all the you know, Royal Caribbean talks about the wow factor in terms of just, you know, like, here's. Everything known to man, bumper cars and video games and high-speed internet and all this. If that's what you need to have a fun time on a cruise, but there's nothing wrong with it, I don't think, then this probably isn't the class for you necessarily. But I think if you're looking to explore different areas, if you're looking for a different kind of cruise and, and you kind of want to, again, get out there to borrow an old Royal Caribbean marketing term, the ratings class is one of the best ones that are out there. Again, that's where we were. When at the time, we were looking for a different kind of cruise. We had done the Voyager class. We had done the Freedom class. We had done the Oasis class. And then I said, well, you know, Southern Caribbean, I wanted to go there. How do I do that? Sure you know, sure enough, you had Jewel of the Seas that was offering cruises out of Puerto Rico to a number of different ports. And that was a, a seven-night cruise with six port stops. So, again, this is the kind of experience you're going to find on many Radiance-class ships. But we had a great time on board. And I wouldn't hesitate 
to book another Radiance Clash. In fact, I'd love to. I'd want to go maybe check out Berlin since he offers a lot of quick cruises out of usually Tampa these days. So, you know, that's an easy one to get to as an American resident. And, you know, just a quick, you know, romp in the Caribbean. Who doesn't want to do a, you know, a nice long weekend, right? Sure, why not? And, you know, there's, there's just a lot to offer. So I think you have to look at what it offers you in terms of, obviously, who's cruising. That's a big step of any choosing any ship, really. Who's going with you, what you're looking to do, and what kind of experience you like. But I'll tell you, I... I, you know, in fact, talking about it now, maybe I'll go to RoyalCaribbean.com now and go check out some of the cruise options out there because it's a beautiful ship. And again, that the experience on board is so unique in terms of that. I think it just goes back to the glass and the views and the theme and feel of the ship. Boy, I'll tell you, it's a great class and something you should definitely look at for your next Royal Caribbean cruise. I want to take some time, to, first of all, say thank you to everyone who's checking out the podcast and, of course, RoyalCaribbeanBlog.com. You guys are just really helping and, and making everything so much better. I love that we get to talk Royal Caribbean together each week. And, you know, I just wanted to make sure that we take some time to say thank you to all of you for making this podcast possible. Because without you guys, I mean, I'm just talking to myself, really. And that makes my wife a little nervous. But with this, this has just been a lot of fun and I can't wait. And in fact, I'm looking forward to talking with all of you live. We're having an event coming up here on July 1st. 8 p.m. Eastern. It's the Royal Caribbean Blog Podcast 100th episode live show. <laughs> Very exciting. It's going to be a really cool thing. We did a similar event last year, so this will be our second time doing a live show. Basically, what it is is allows all of you to tune in at 8 o'clock on July 1st, 2015, and not only hear me talk about Royal Caribbean, about whatever topic I happen to choose at the time. i got to figure that out also. But more importantly, you get to call in, and we get to talk Royal Caribbean together live. And I think it was a really fun experience. I did it last year. I can't wait for July 1st again this year. So I hope you're going to join us for it. Again, it's going to be on July 1st, 8 p.m. Eastern time. So please be sure to join us. I'll actually post a link in our show notes to our Facebook event for this. So that way you can get a nice little reminder that it's coming up in case you forget. I perish the thought. I don't know. Who could forget about all my stuff that's coming on here? But I want to make sure that as many of you can join us as possible because it's going to be so fun. And don't worry, if you can't make it, it's all right. We're still friends. <laughs> and I will post, of course, that'll be that week's episode will be posted later on. But uh, obviously, enjoying it live, I think, is the way to do it because then you, I think you really will feel the experience. And, and I just think it's fun to be able to talk together. So I'm looking forward to that. And that's, again, July 1st, 8 p.m. Eastern Time. And we're also, of course, you probably heard me mention also, our group cruise that's coming up on Allure of the Seas on February 21st, 2016. That's going to be a nice seven-night cruise, Western Caribbean boy. And on the largest cruise ship in the world. I mean, I don't know how you go wrong with that. And, of course, you're cruising with other Royal Caribbean fans, including myself. I'm going to be there. So I'm really excited for that. I had such a great time on Quantum of the Seas with our group cruise there. So that's why I had such, like I said, I originally had planned, hey, I was going to just, you know, we were going to take the cruise. And then when I got home, I'd figure something out for our next group cruise. But it's such a great time that while we were on board, I had to plan something immediately. And when we when we picked something, I wanted to make sure that we had the next option going forward. And this is just, the, I think it's going to be a fabulous time. So. Uh, more details, again, I'll post a link at royalcaribbeanblog.com for you to check out. So two uh, events, but again, July 1st, that's the big one that's coming up here in just a couple of weeks. So I want to make sure you're all aware of that. Now, also very important is saying thank you to everyone who's been leaving these wonderful reviews on iTunes. You know, I said earlier about saying thank you just for listening and, and reading the blog, but these reviews on iTunes really help us out in a big way because it just helps other people find the podcast easier. Essentially... The way it works, people that review it, the more likely it is for iTunes to show the podcast to other people, and it's all great, right? And I want to make sure that I recognize two reviews this week, because if you take the time to write them, 
I'll take the time to read them. We've got two. First is Dory in Michigan. I enjoy all the topics that Matt talks about each week. Great info all about Royal Caribbean cruise line ships and ports. Thank you, Dory. And we also have a review from Suzine, who writes, This podcast is a must-listen for new and experienced cruisers like Matt's enthusiasm for cruising is infectious, and the podcast will help you choose a sailing or plan for an upcoming cruise. Matt covers a wide range of info about cruising from onboard activities, beverage and dining offerings, and of course, what to do in ports. Thanks for all the great info and entertainment, Matt. Wow. Thank you all so much. I really appreciate that. Boy, it's it means a lot to hear these kinds of comments. I'll, I'll tell you, it's just, it's, it's very touching, honestly. So, boy, thank you all so much. Now let's go to your emails. And of course, this is my, I always say this is my favorite part of the week because we can talk Royal Caribbean together. And our first email this week is from our good friend Paul Westbrook of East Brunswick, New Jersey. He writes, thanks for everything. I hope all is well. A question or a request, if you will. My brother-in-law is coming back to cruising after a long run with Disney World. He'll be on Freedom of the Seas in August. While he's cruised before some time ago, he wonders if he'll even enjoy it. He's not a sitter. Not me. I could sit and look at the horizon all day. He's not much for trivia or heavy physical activities with injury risk, like, say, the surf simulator. He has three daughters, 7 through 16, that he loves and loves to spend time with. Basically, Disney World was his wheelhouse. How does that personality type enjoy the heck out of a Royal Caribbean cruise, especially on the freedom of the seas? Now, back to thinking uh, very hard how I would answer the question, what song on the radio or iTunes do I enjoy most today? (laughs) That's a tough problem, I'll tell you, because I know you're always like, oh, what do people judge me about what I say? So this is a good question. So you've got your I forgot who, brother-in-law, that's right, and he's got some kids, and he enjoys, he doesn't want to sit back, so he's not just the, I want to sit by the pool and just kind of veg out there for the next seven nights, but he's not into, you know, the flow rider, bumper cars, or something like that, so he's kind of looking for that middle ground, maybe a little variety. And what I like about the Freedom Class, again, it's it's a huge ship, and they offer a lot on there. So, is he going to do the Flow Rider Surf Simulator? No, sounds like he's not going to do that. But, maybe what he will do is check out some of the shows. Maybe go ice skating with his daughters. That's a great family activity. Even if uh, you live in New Jersey, so you probably, well, I'm assuming you live in New Jersey, I'm assuming he lives somewhere near you. There's something very, very cool about ice skating on, in the ocean in, in a very warm climate. Plus, it's a fun it's a fun family activity. It's very easy to go to. I think that's a really great thing. I think his daughters are going to love the shows they're on board, especially the kids' clubs. Boy, they're going to have a great time. It's such a perfect age for them to be able to enjoy the adventure ocean. And, I, you know, I, I think what they're going to find is it's a great opportunity to spend time together because when you're on a cruise, you know, I was – I'm trying to think how old I was when we went on our first family cruise. I I know it was for my one of my younger sisters. I think she was it was her 16th birthday. No, 13th birthday. 13. So I was about I'm going to date myself here. <laughs> I think I was about 20 at the time, let's say. And or 20 or 22, something like that. Anyway, I was younger than I was now. And we went on a cruise and what I think really stuck out to us was that we were able to do a lot together. It wasn't like we were you know, all right, you guys go here, we'll go here, and, and that's it. And I think that's kind of what a lot of people will enjoy about what Disney World, especially, is that ability to have family vacations together. I think because cruising is that kind of family experience where you're doing everything together, you're eating together, you're exploring ports together, and obviously being on Freedom of the Seas, you're probably doing, what, you know, three port days. It's, it's a good balance of sea days and port days to not be like, okay, what else are we going to do? But you have a little variety, it kind of goes back and forth, so... You know, I, I think between the, the excursions and 
it's it's really I, I think there's gonna be a lot for everyone to enjoy. And again, it's that it's that you're doing things together. That's what I would kind of sell your brother in law on. It's not just the kids doing something while the parents do something else. You can do that. There is opportunity for that. I think at a, at its heart, the appeal of cruising is that as families and even groups, you can experience these things together because they lend themselves to that. So. Hopefully that makes sense to you, Paul, and, and I'm interested to hear how your brother-in-law kind of enjoys it or doesn't enjoy it, for that matter. So let us know how that goes, Paul, and, and I'm hoping that you're, they're going to have a wonderful time. They're going to get hooked just like you have, and you guys have a great time. Next, we have an email from someone in Germany, Andreas. There we go. Andreas writes, I always follow your very interesting page, and it seems as if you have a really good firsthand info. So let me ask a question. I've noticed all the bad critics from Dynamic Dining and also the solution which Royal Caribbean selected with Dynamic Dining Classic, which I think is a good solution. But it's quite silent here in Germany with the info on the rollout on Allure of the Seas. We do have a cruise on Allure of the Seas starting on July 5th from Barcelona, and I was curious about a couple of things. Number one. Do they really rebuild the main dining room in the dry dock as planned earlier, or did they draw back to let it as it is postponed the rollout of dynamic dining? This is a very common question, Andreas. People are asking me, and I think we've answered this sort of a question earlier, but essentially they have gotten ready for dynamic dining. So if you look at the deck plans, you're already going to see they're no longer the main dining room. It's now the various individual restaurants that they basically taken the old main dining room that spanned three decks and built little smaller restaurants out of it to kind of create, again, separate dining entities that you would find on the Quantum class where it first started. But since dynamic dining isn't rolled out yet, they're still being treated like the main dining room, if that makes any sense. So it's kind of like, don't pay that much attention to the decor theme. It's still very much the main dining room. Andreas continues here in his email. From our reservation, it looks like they just have the main dining room second seating as we have chosen. Did they make the further statement on the rollout date at Dynamic Dining and Dynamic Dining Classic? Hopefully, we will have the traditional dining. So they haven't said anything. Mum is the word with Royal Caribbean these days in terms of that. I think they're still trying to figure it out. So no one really knows yet what's going to happen in terms of when it's going to happen. They've The only thing they've ever said is that it's going to happen later this year. I, I wish I knew more than that, Andreas. I unfortunately don't. And if I was a betting man with your cruise coming up in about a month, I'm going to guess it's not going to happen. But honestly, the, other, the truth is, my, my feeling is they could easily just flip their switch. They could be like, we'll get a, a message next week and you know, say, hey, it's going to start almost immediately. That could happen. So it's hard to say. I don't want to mislead you one way or the other, other than you should assume it's going to be traditional dining until you hear otherwise. There's just no other way to, to go about it. So... The lastly, Andreas says there's no musical right now on the cruise planner. From my information, Mamma Mia went to Allure of the Seas. We do not have one of the very early cruises after Dry Dock, but they do not really consider uh, the main season in the Mediterranean without a musical when they advertise a ship with the sensation of a Broadway musical, do they? Thanks very much for the comment. The Royal Caribbean agents here in Germany are not very well informed. Uh, by the way, we did the cruise from Barcelona to Rotterdam in September last year on the Oasis of the Seas. Great experience. Have you ever seen so many people? The picture that I've included only shows a small portion of the Kai, Q-U-A-I. Maybe I'm mispronouncing it. The rest was crowded some way to say farewell to a leaving cruise vessel. Best greetings from Germany. And he sent a photo of, wow, there are a lot of people in that photo. So maybe I'll post that in the show notes here, this photo that we got from Andreas. of. It, I mean, it's just this, bull, it's, not even, it's more than a block. It's, it's a little section of town, and it is just filled, literally there is no other place to stand with people saying goodbye. That's pretty cool. And you know what? The arrival of the Oasis class in Europe was a big deal last year. And obviously the return is 
generating, I'm sure, lots of revenue for Royal Caribbean. And uh, it's still a big deal, in fact, because ships of this class has been something that's only been in North America. So to be able to see it in Europe is like, wow, that is a big, that is really impressive. So to answer your question, yes, Mamma Mia was taken off the Quantum class ship. When Quantum of the Seas went to China, they removed it and they've replaced Chicago on Allure of the Seas. So that should be the show there. I've almost... Uh, there's been a change otherwise that's been my understanding of it so enjoy hopefully Mamma Mia when you're on board there soon and let us know Andreas how your cruise goes this year and especially comparing it to last year when you were on Oasis and Seas I'd love to hear kind of the compare and contrasting those two uh, very very cool ships next we have from John Marco hey Matt I've been a long time listener of WDW Today love that podcast I stopped listening for a while because of some of the life events that sidetracked me for a while but Started listening again recently. When you said you hit a Royal Caribbean blog, I was psyched and then saw and started listening to the Royal Caribbean blog podcast. Wow. Love it. I love cruising and wish I could do it more, but having your podcast is a way to dream about it until I can afford to go with my family again. That's basically it. Just wanted to say both podcasts are great stuff. Listeners are lucky to have you out there. Thanks for all you put into the blogs and podcasts. Thank you, John. I really appreciate that. That's very nice of you to say, and I appreciate you just saying hello and that you enjoy the product. And I'll tell you, I, I really, really love doing this. I love recording these. And, I, I, you know, part of what I do during my week is I figure out what I'm going to record next week, right, for the next episode. And I, it, it's one of my favorite pastimes. I sit in the car and I'm like thinking, oh, man, what am I going to record next week? And, you know, that's the fun of it. I love having that opportunity. To, some, some weeks I talk to some of you, be it in a listener review. Sometimes we talk with experts in the field. We talk to people from Royal Caribbean. And sometimes it's just me talking to myself. But regardless, I just think it's so cool. I just love talking about Royal Caribbean. I think all of you do as well, right? That's the thing to do. It's like when you find someone else who loves cruising, don't you just want to sit down and like just be like, let's talk for hours. You know, just about like, what do you think about this? What do you think about this? Well, this is my favorite thing. You know, I, I think that's a really cool thing. So this is what this podcast, I think, I like to think, offers quite a bit. And um, yeah. So thank you very much, Sean. Appreciate it. Next, we have an email from Jay White. Your podcast is the macaroni with all the cheese. <laughs> I like it. I think that's a compliment. So thank you very much, Jay. Uh, Jay writes also, cruising independence of these in August. Can you break down Wi-Fi options and prices? Part of me wants to leave the electronics at home, but I am thinking about taking a tablet with me to look at before bed. Thoughts, comments, concerns? So, there is Wi-Fi on your ship, Independence of the Seas. However, it is going to be slow and fairly expensive. So, keep that in mind. There are a number of different options. You can do the pay-by-the-minute, which is probably the worst option you can do because it's the most expensive option. There are a number of packages. There's going to be an unlimited package. There usually is an unlimited package. Let me put it that way. And then they also have just... uh, packages that are for a certain amount of minutes. All the packages are based on time. So whether you get like 90 minutes, 120 minutes, 300 minutes, or an unlimited, if there is such an option, it's all based on how much time you use. The thing with it, of course, is because the internet can be very slow, depending on where you are and how many people are on it, your experience is generally not great. Uh, to put it in perspective, uh, Jay, I'm not sure how old you are, but if you remember the old dial-up days of internet, it's kind of close to that. It, again, it depends. If you go online early in the morning or late at night, like, say, before 9 a.m. or after midnight, when a lot of people start, are sleeping, essentially, you're going to find that they're better seeds because there's only a certain amount of internet. It's a satellite internet, but unlike the internet that the Quantum and Oasis-class ships use where they have this super-fast targeted internet, here it's more just this wideband Hopefully, the signal reach is kind of a thing, and there's just not a, a lot of bandwidth to use. So the more people that are on it, the less speeds you get, 
it, it just takes a while to, to get stuff. So basic email reading, sure, you're you're probably fine. But even reading RoyalCaribbeanBlog.com, which is a great idea to do on the ship, don't get me wrong, but it's going to be slow. Images take a while. I mean, downloading files, oof, you're going to burn through your time there because it just takes a while to get it. It's It can be very hit or miss. Sometimes you'll w- work on it. It'll be great. You know, It'll be adequate, let's put it that way. And other times you're going to be sitting there like, I can't believe it's taking me five minutes to load you know, the news page of my favorite news site, whatever the case may be. It just, it's very finicky. It can cut out and it, it's not a great, I think most people will tell you it's not a great experience, but is it better than nothing? Absolutely. And if you want to be connected a little bit to home or be able to read emails or whatever the case may be, share stuff, it's better than nothing. But a lot of people will tell you also that a much better option is to be able to connect while you're in port. It's certainly going to be faster and odds are less expensive. So, you just have to be prepared. I think a lot of people go into it. They're they're used to what they the internet they have here at home, and they go on the board, and it's like, wow, is this different in a bad way? So I think you just have to have the right expectations there, Jay, and just understand that it's going to be slow. Maybe what you do, Jay, is you buy a smaller package to start with. Maybe just buy you know the, the smallest one, and then you know see how that works for you. If, if it's okay, if it's adequate to what you're trying to do, then you can buy a larger package and get more time. Don't forget also. If you are a Crown and Anchor Society member, you can actually get a discount on the internet packages. Usually, it's a one-time thing. What you have to do is go to guest services, tell them, hey, I want to use my discount coupon for one of the internet packages, and then they can apply it right there on the spot. I think you can also do it retroactively, but I always recommend just going and doing it, you know, asking to have the coupon applied while you're purchasing, so that way there's no issue. But depending on which level you are in Crown and Anchor Society, that'll dictate how much of a discount you get. But it is something to definitely take advantage of, and it can, you know, again, make that price a little bit easier to, to bear. And hopefully that'll kind of answer your question there in terms of what to expect. Again, slow, expensive relative to what you're paying for any internet service you probably had almost anywhere else. But it's better than nothing, and <laughs> there's that. And thank you again for the, the, I'm the macaroni with all the cheese of podcasts. That's, that's quite a distinction, something I'm going to have to... Uh, you know, make sure I hold myself up to that standard. I'm just not—I'm not just macaroni. I'm the macaroni with all the cheese. <laughs> Got to make sure I do that. All right, Jay. Thank you very much for the emails. And of course, want to hear from you. I love getting these emails. I've got so many great emails to read, and we want to keep it coming. So, if you've got an email to read for me to read, question, ask, comment, whatever is on your mind, anything about Royal Caribbean cruising, or just you want to say hello, love doing that as well. Email me Matt M A T T at Royal Caribbean Blog. M-A-T-T at royalcaribbeanblog.com. So until next time, I'm Matt Hotchberg, and we'll talk again soon.